If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the rack. For the first week of February 2018, you're listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And we'll start this week with the feeling that yes, we're in a new year, so let's get stuck into those New Year's resolutions. It's been a month since the year officially started, so have you been good with your New Year's resolutions? Or have you already put them aside, swearing you'd get to them, well, you know, later in the year? If you've temporarily put getting fit to the side because maybe you can't muster the motivation, Fitbit's latest edition may help. This week it announced its app would be on both Windows 10 and the Xbox, meaning if you have the latter and a Fitbit, you can exercise in front of the TV with your own personal trainer. The app is free, so the trip to the gym is a little bit cheaper, but the Fitbit obviously isn't. And if you want more than the basic training programs, well, you're going to need to pay a yearly cost. Still, it might get you back in the swing of things. And that's kind of like at school, because the school year has returned. And that means it's time to get a laptop for the kids. If you're lucky and they haven't throttled the old one, you may get by without having to spend. But if not, it's time to head to the store and work out what exactly you need. Over at the picker.com.au website, we've written a guide for the year, but we need to first suggest talking to the school and finding out what exactly you need, not spending any more than you have to. We can tell you that companies are more than happy to sell you more than your kids actually need, and that may mean spending more than you probably should. In fact, if all they need is a computer that can be used for writing, surfing the web, YouTube and emails, well, you can probably get by with spending a good $500 max. Computers like the HP Stream 11, Lenovo IdeaPad 120S and the Dell Inspiron 11 3000 are established as good starter computers for around the $300 mark, offering enough of what kids need for not much cash. There's no touchscreen, but the hybrid 2-in-1 versions will go for a little more and are easy to find. There are also plenty of computers that will work for over the $500 mark, and that's pretty much anything, but remember to check with your school on what your kids need. We can't stress this enough, because if they need a Mac, or they're being supplied a Chromebook, your school will tell you, and it might just save you some money in the process, or at least head you in the right direction. And with that saved money, you might even be able to get a new phone. And whether for you or your kids, Oppo has two worth checking out announcing the R11s and the R11s Plus, mid-range phones with big screens, two rear cameras, a metal body, and a very iPhone-like operating system that's actually Android in disguise. We checked out the R11s this week and can tell you it's a fairly impressive bit of kit, especially for $659, though the cameras are a little confusing. First there's the specs, because with 64GB of storage, 4GB of RAM, an 8-core processor, and support for more storage through a microSD slot, you're basically getting a fairly impressive package, and it all sits under a 6-inch full-view screen. That's kind of like the screen Samsung is using on its Galaxy S8, but the resolution is different. Most people aren't going to be able to tell the difference, we'll tell you that much. That sits on top of a full metal body, with support for a fingerprint scanner on the back and a facial scanner up the front. And while the fingerprint unlock is better, the facial scanner actually isn't that bad. Overall, the whole phone performs quite well, and we managed two workdays of life, though we would expect power users might want to charge nightly. The strangest part for us is that camera, which includes two cameras on the back and one on the front. The 20 megapixel camera up front is pretty strong for a selfie camera, but the combo in the back is a little confusing. You see, instead of a combination of wide and close, like on the original R11, or a black and white and color camera sensor, like on some of Huawei's phones, Oppo's R11s has a 16 megapixel camera for daylight and a 20 megapixel camera for low light. It's kind of strange, certainly not what you expect, but it's also not half bad, even if we don't think it's the best low light we've seen. 
The results are okay, though we're a little surprised to see two of the same focal length on the one body. Seriously, Oppo could have pulled this off just with one 20 megapixel sensor. Still though, the phone is compelling, especially if you want a big phone, decent security, and a handset that feels like an iPhone without that iPhone-like price. We gave it a little more than four stars, and it's definitely worth a look. Regardless of what phone you have, here's a friendly tip from the Pick a Q&A this week. If you need to take a picture on your phone and you can't reach the screen, press the volume key. That'll fire it on iPhone or Android with no worries. And that's all we have time for this week on The Wrap. We'll be back next week with more news and a review. But if you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes, Pocket Cast, or the website because we've got a lot for you to listen to. Until then, have a great day and a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care.